So Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, may your name always be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. And your translation says what again, Fiona? Please read it. It says, when you pray, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Yes. So he taught them by first identifying God as their father. Remember that these are people who always knew God as, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. They knew God as the God of Israel. He was this powerful force that was only personal with somebody like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then the revered prophet Moses. It was never personalized for them. Like, who are we? We're just fishermen, right? They didn't feel God identifying himself with them personally. Yes, as a collective, as Israelites, yes, that was their God. Uh, even that was not as personal as now calling him father. So Jesus brought in this aspect of God that was strange. It was never an experience of theirs. Because God was always referred to as God. But now he's telling you that when you're praying and you want to talk to him, you call him father. Mm. You know, so Jesus brought intimacy into the picture with interacting with God. And I think that is really missing in our faith because most of the time when you come to the Lord, especially when you do something wrong, you feel like he's that God that is so holy that can't even stand you, that he doesn't even want anything to do with you. So there's that separation. But Jesus Christ brought us closer to God. And that's why he's the way. He's aim was to create a way for us to come to the father and now not see him like that all-powerful god that when we see him he strikes us that is so distant he wanted us to see this god now as a father a loving father the one that cares for us the one who wants to talk to us the one who wants to hear us talk to him the one who wants to spend time with us the one who is really attentive to Whatever we've got to say, he brought God closer and he brought us nearer to God. This was a term that was never used in addressing God. And I believe that I don't know much about all the religions in the world, but I don't think there's quite other religions that see God as father. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we understand that sacredness, that oneness that Jesus Christ came to give us, that access, that he is the son of God and he's now placing us in that same position as he is to relate with God as he did. So every time when they will see him go to certain places to go communicate with God, I mean, they could see that as this person is the son of God, so he's always talking to God. And that could set Jesus apart as, okay, he came from God, so he belongs there. That could have been what they viewed him, but now he's like, just the way I relate with God, you too can relate with God now. So he became a personal thing so that we don't look at that pastor and look at that woman of God and that man of God and that other person that feel like they are the ones that have a proximity with God. 
have that kind of father-son-daughter relationship with God. That you can be in that same position and set apart time and place to be in a certain place and talk to God. Not as God, but as Father. So always remember that. Be very quick to say Father. Be very quick to say Abba. You know, Abba is the same word as Father. I know we always say Abba, Father, but we're just repeating the same word. It's in Hebrew, is Abba. In English, is Father. So we're just like Father, Father, you know. So just be quick to, to always come to Daddy. And that's why when people have Daddy issues, they tend to look at how their earthly father treated them. If that was a bad father, then they have Daddy issues and they think God is like that. But that is not supposed to be so. God is the epitome of love. Scripture says that God is love. So that's why there's always a need for healing if you have an experience with a bad earthly dad. And it's also found that it's easier for people who had a good earthly father, a dirty earthly father, it's easier for them to grasp the love of God because of their earthly experience. But when we come to Christ Jesus, we are translated from a fleshy being to a spirit being. And so all of that mentality of viewing God and things in the earthly realm is what we keep asking the Lord to cleanse us from so that we can interact with God in the spirit and see him totally different from our earthly father. No matter how amazing your earthly father was, God is super thousand million times more amazing than that. So you still need to experience him in that spiritual loving context that Jesus Christ now presented. He brought father to the marketplace. So he's like, um, sorry. No, I was going to make a comment. Go ahead. Um, when I was reading the scripture, I was wondering, you know, they say Jesus was in a certain place. So I'm assuming the disciples were around him. Yeah. And my question was like, was Jesus praying loudly or was he like, just like, you know, not loud enough? So my, my thinking was like, when they said, teach us how to pray, the way I interpreted it was like, it's like, how do you communicate to that being you, you're talking to, or you, you know, because praying it could be requesting things from god it could be praising god it could be just thanking him you know yes. that's you know in itself is a prayer yes you know just thanking god not just requesting you know blessings here and there i have issues and this so it was my my thinking was like hmm they just need to know how to talk to god yes <laughs> you know? yes yeah so yeah so that's just a comment. <laughs> no, that's powerful. And I like that you brought all the aspects, right? When you said it could be asking, it could be just having a conversation, it could be right. this. Because in the whole format of prayer that he told them, there were different variables too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was the asking part, there was the, you know, communication part, there was the, all the other parts that you were mentioning. He brought yeah. all those layers so that it's not right. just one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. So he's like, may your kingdom come. So Jesus Christ knew that the kingdom of heaven 
needs to come to earth. Like mm-hmm. the culture of heaven is what these people need. So let them keep asking for that because it is full of love. The culture of heaven is full of love. It's full of kindness. It's goodness. It's people wanting good for the other person. It's about helping one another, sharing with one another. So he wanted us to connect to a kingdom that had all this good, godly nature so that we can have that in the midst of us too. Mm -hmm. If he can get us to begin to ask for that, then it will become something that is experienced on earth. Because I'm sure he came to a people where everybody's just thinking about, you know, how to survive, you know, every man for himself. And he's like, that kingdom is an experience that they need to have here so they can ask for that kingdom here. Because sometimes you might be asking for something. You can, okay, you can be asking for a loaf of bread, not knowing that it's possible for you to have the whole factory of bread. Mm-hmm. And here are you just asking for a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can't be praying for, oh God, just save me and take me to heaven. Just save me and take me to heaven. But God is like, you know, I can save you and I can use you and I can transform you and I can use you to transform others and I can use you to be a blessing to others and I can bless you. You know, there's all these layers. I believe that the summation of all the blessings that is in, in heaven is by asking for that kingdom, period. Let your Mm. kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth Mm. as it is in heaven. heaven. Yeah, exactly that way. I know that in this particular Luke version I, I gave you, in the Matthew version, that's where you have your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, it's longer. But this Luke version is shorter. But... I believe that we all know the Father's prayer. So when I insert your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you know that, okay, uh, maybe Luke left out some parts because when I researched into it, I saw that the one in Matthew was said in Galilee when Jesus was ministering in Galilee. And the one that Luke recorded happened like a year later when Jesus was with them in Judea. So it's like everybody took the parts basically Matthew took a longer version of it and Luke could type a shorter version but basically I'm saying give us the liberty give me the liberty to say the ones that are in Matthew that aren't in Luke <laughs> because we, we all know how we say it yeah so just asking for God's will see the will of man is selfish so Jesus Christ is teaching us to always look for God's will because trust me you know, and I can't even say this enough. We always have organizations that we are part of. We have political systems we're part of. And sadly, ma- many of us think that these systems are purely God's will. There is nothing that is purely God's will. There's always that element of man with man's agenda, you know, so it's not really pure. And that's why we keep calling for God's will because his is all pure. It's all love. There's nothing he stands to gain from his creation. So he wants us all to be blessed. 
He wants us all to, to have the very best of heaven. He wants all of that for us. So who better to ask? Who, whose will do you ask for? Knows what we need more than we do, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, next mm -hmm. verse, please. Give us each day our daily bread. Yes. Okay. So we're asking God for daily bread. So we're asking, like Laetitia so beautifully put it, he has a better will for us. His will is way better. So when we're thinking of asking for our will, why do we even waste time? I mean, you can ask for your will. This is not saying don't ask for your will. I have to make that very clear because Jesus Christ also said to ask for bread. So if you want to eat them lobsters, if you want to mm -hmm. eat all them yummy stuff, ask him. Caviar. <laughs> Caviar, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so sometimes you feel it's like uh, too much to ask, but what I'm like, bread? No, I, I think we have too much bread. Now we're trying to stay away from bread. So <laughs> it's just food we want. Give us daily, every day. Ask God for sustenance. Basically, the message there is ask him for your needs. Mm -hmm. He knows you need these things. So ask him. Next verse, please. Verse 4. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Amen. Talk about the relevance of repentance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going back to the courts of heaven again. I've been posting the courts of heaven that we've done mm -hmm. in the past. And I just want to use this opportunity for those who have never, when I put out the podcast, we cut out some of the things that were discussed, some of the questions that were asked to bring clarity. So if anybody is watching or listening who has never listened to it before, I want you to please reach out to me with your questions, any questions you have on the courts of heaven. So back to this prayer we see that Jesus is asking, he's saying to ask God for forgiveness of sins. So that is important. Repentance is so important. Even though there are many other things that aren't in the Lord's prayer that we could ask for, he made sure that repentance was there. He made sure that asking for bread was there. He made sure that asking for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, is there as well. Mm. So it just shows you the relevance of the things we need to fully exist here in victory that we need to be asking for. God knows that if we are hungry and we're representing him, it's going to be difficult for us. So he said, ask for bread. God knows that if we are in sin, and the enemy has all these accusations against us, then we may be doing everything possible. We won't know that the enemy is digging up accusations against mm. us. We mm. won't know where the blockages are coming from. So he's mm. like, just ask for forgiveness. Because when you ask for forgiveness, 
you are severing your ties mm. to the darkness, to the enemy. Because like we read in previous study, to whom you give yourself over to obey, you become a slave to that. So when we sin, we've given our members, we've given ourselves over to the devil to obey. So if we don't repent, if we don't ask God to forgive us, then we are mm. still in covenant with that devil that we gave our members over to. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.